When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in on this chilly Wednesday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Mario is in a meat cooler. Uh, Greg and I are <laughs> might our, as well be. <laughs> Greg and I are in our toasty abodes. Uh, happy to be with you here for the next hour. Thanks for your patience as we get off to a little bit of a late start. Technology, isn't it grand? We all love it. It's great until it's not. Yeah, exactly. We've got a ton to get to today. Uh, we're going to in the second half of the show. We're going to draft our all-star lineups based on this year's crop of all-stars. So we're each going to draft three forwards, a defenseman, or two forwards, a defenseman, and a goalie, since it's three on three. And then we're going to do uh, maybe an extra player there. We're going to talk about Connor McDavid and what we would give up to get him as Blackhawks fans, a topic that Mario presented like a week ago that just <laughs> seemed like a lot of fun. But first, we've got some news and notes to get to. And a lot of people have sent this to us over the last 24 hours. And uh, this via WBBM News Radio, uh, the United Center concession workers are on the verge of going on strike. Uh, they are seeking more health care benefits. They're seeking higher wages. Uh, so they voted 98% of the people uh, on staff and that are, 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 have voted to strike. So the next few Hawks games, next few Bulls games could look a little different, could feel a little different. And uh, I don't know if we need to say it, but we are always on the side of labor. Uh, we're on the side of workers versus the billionaires. Um, so hopefully this, uh, the, the people in this union get what they want, get what they need and get what they deserve because they are making millions upon millions, $98 million in revenue. That's revenue last year for the United center. And the average salary of United center worker is somewhere around $19,000. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, all for uh, the people that, that work really hard to make, uh, you know, the, the game day experience at the United Center what it is for fans um, to to get what they what they deserve, what's fair. So f- for sure. I mean, if that if that means uh, that they they strike and, you know, it's 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 bring your own lunch to the next Blackhawks game then <laughs> then so be it, you know. But uh, yeah, good. Good for them. I hope that they uh, I hope they, they get what they uh, what they're looking for. Yep. Absolutely. You know, everything, everything in the cost of living is going up and everything else kind of stays the same. So, you know, these people, the, the workers at the United Center, when, when we get, when I get to a game two and a half hours before a game, they're already lining up downstairs, getting their uniforms on, getting ready to work. And when I'm leaving the game an hour or so after the game, they're just punching out They're They're putting in a ton of work. Uh, so you can enjoy your overpriced beer and, 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 overpriced hot dog and you know the price of a beer is probably one beer is probably what these guys are getting paid per hour maybe even more so i hope they get exactly what they're looking for and more yep definitely i put on the uh, side of labor negotiations and they're never fun um because yeah. you're face to face with your employer and your employer chooses to say some not so nice things about you and you say some nice not so nice things about them um, but hopefully uh, things get worked out and they get uh, what they deserve or they can at least find a fair compromise uh, to get them uh, back to work and what they deserve because, uh, look, you know, if you've been to a hockey game, you've been to a Bulls game, whatever, um, you see how hard these people work and how poorly they're treated by people a lot of the time um, and just to be able to, you know, maybe go get the medicine you need or 
go see a doctor. Uh, that should not be something that prevents those people. Uh, you know, they should be able to do that considering how hard they work and how often they work. And um, like to see the billionaires start compensating people instead of calling people lazy and telling them they don't want to work. People don't want to work because they're not being paid what they're worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and you pay people what they're worth and you'll find a lot of people wanting to work. So anyway, uh, I think we've addressed that. Mario, you, you tweeted out some news about our friend uh, Frank Nazar. Some good news on the Frank Nazar injury front. Yeah, there had been uh, a few reports over the last couple of days uh, that Frank Nazar was back skating uh, at the University of Michigan. Um, I, I can confirm that, and it, it was confirmed uh, by uh, their coach, Brandon uh, Naruto. I believe that's how it's pronounced, um, at, at Michigan uh, last night. He he spoke on his, uh, I think his weekly radio show um, that they that, that the university does, that, that Nazar was skating again. And the term is is optimistic for him to uh, to return by the end of the season, which would be which would be fantastic for uh, for Michigan because they've had some injuries uh, down the stretch here as as tournament time uh, approaches. Be great for Nazar just to you know because we know how competitive he is uh, and and how much he was looking forward to this season. Um, and good for Blackhawks fans to to be able to to see you know where where he's at. I know it's obviously after a surgery and after uh, you know. A, a lengthy recovery time. Um, don't ex- I, I would say don't expect him if he does get on the ice this season to be you know lighten it up from from the, his first shift. Um, you know he he may take some time to to get back onto the ice and get back up to speed. But if he's able to do that, that's fantastic. And and it it was mentioned too that you know he's he's not going to be pushed back onto the ice before he's ready for for Michigan's benefit. Um, He's if, if he's in the lineup, then this is from their head coach. If he's in the lineup, it means he's 100% ready to go and, and is, is up to speed. So if that's the case, if he, if he gets into a, a, a few games here uh, towards the end of the year, whether it's uh, regular season games or if he gets into the, uh, into the lineup for the Big Ten tournament or the NCAA tournament, um, that's going to be really exciting to see. So good news uh, on, on the Nazar front. I know it's, it's been a question all year. Um, you know, wanting to get updates and wanting to see, you know, what was the injury? What was the surgery? Well, those details aren't, aren't as public, but it was a lower body injury sustained before getting to Michigan. Um, that once he would, once he was there had to be taken care of, uh, and now he's back on the ice. So, uh, good, good news, uh, for, for him there. It's also nice to know that when, you know, the season rolls around prospects camp rolls around next year, that we'll be able to see him, you know, close to a hundred percent, with the Hawks and, and, you know, to yeah. get a, to get a good look at Nazar and maybe plays a preseason game or two, who knows? Um, but that, that's great. That, I'm, I'm happy for him because it has to be hugely disappointing to have a really nice, you know, development camp for the Hawks. Then you go to Michigan and things just aren't right. You got to get it fixed. And this, this team with super high expectations with a ton of star power, including Adam Fantilli on the team, you know he's chomping at the bit to get in there and and wants to play and wants to make an impression and uh, I'm glad he's going to have that opportunity this year. It looks like, yeah. And from a, a time uh, frame aspect, they say before the end of the season. But to give you an, an idea, uh, the Michigan only has eight regular season games left. February 25th, so four is their final regular season game. So just four weeks left to their regular season. The Big Ten tournament runs from March 3rd to March 18th. Uh, the NCA regionals start March 23rd, and if they make it as far as the Frozen Four, which, you know, it definitely sh- has a team that is capable of that, that is April 6th through the 8th. So when they say could play by the end of the season, that's in the next couple of weeks, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So we'll see how we'll definitely be tracking that, and hopefully you can come back and, and feel good. And I doubt the Hawks would, you know, sign them to an ATO so we can go – with the ice hogs in the postseason, I don't think they want to risk anything like that. So, but as you mentioned, Jay, to have them healthy for the start of next year and get a full season of college hockey in next year will be huge. Yeah. I wonder if they, I, I, even if he was healthy this year, my impression was that he was probably going to play two years in Michigan. Yeah. And then figure out from there, whether it's Rockford or Chicago and yeah, know, chances they, would probably they, be Rockford. They still could have signed him to an amateur tryout contract, much like they did with Colton Dock and Nolan Island last year. Yeah, 
and n- neither of those guys played, but they were there during the playoffs and practicing and kind of getting the taste. So maybe they'll maybe they could do something like that, saying, "Hey, you're not going to play in any game." But are college guys know. able to do that? Um, because oh, yeah. I, 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 I know CHL guys do. I'm not sure if college guys though. I think as long as it's a as, as long as it's an amateur tryout contract, I think that with no with no that. compensation, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe okay. I believe so. So yeah. I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I mean, is is did Nazar sign uh, a, a, an NHL contract yet? No, no, right? no, no, no. I didn't think so. But so I don't know. Yeah, I'd have to double check for the college ranks. I could look that up while we chat. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I I I fully expect him to to go back to Michigan next year. Um, I think it, you know if it's a question mark if if he plays by the end of their regular season or tournament time, I wouldn't expect them to then say if if he's eligible to then be like, oh yeah, come you know, come on and play some extra hockey. They probably would say like, you know what, take your extra time to to rest, recuperate, um, and you know hit hit prospect camp at at more than 100%. Uh, I'm looking at it here because uh, last year, uh, Graham Slaggart from Notre Dame signed an ATO with the Leafs, but he was leaving Notre Dame. So uh, an ATO I just contractors for players who are leaving college and attempting to turn pro. So I do yeah. not think Nazar would be eligible for that. But either way, if, he, if he's if, going back. Yeah, if, if he, yeah, exactly. If he's going back to Michigan. And at this point, after the injury, it's almost impossible to imagine he's just not going to play – He's only going to play a handful of games at Michigan and leave. Yeah, no. I don't think so. I I would imagine he plays at Michigan next year at least, at least one more year. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But it's good. I'm I'm just because you know I think all of us because of how vague uh, college injuries are, especially in non football and basketball sports, where there's not a lot of media pressure to get the answer. Um, we haven't really heard. It's been really vague. We still don't know exactly what the injury was, um, but the fact that he's getting back. And is even in consideration to play with only eight games left. That to me is a hugely positive sign. It's great yeah. and it's exciting. And look, this is a guy that Hawks fans should be excited about. You know, I know we haven't been able to keep an eye on him this year from the periphery, like we have with like Korchinski and some of the other guys. Um, but he's he's up there. You know, he's he's one of the. You know, I would what is he probably their third best prospect right now? Maybe second best behind uh, Korchinski. Yeah, I, I I I would put him in that that top three. Uh, with Korchinski, Reichel, Nazar, yeah. H- however you want to rank him, I, w- I would say he's in that he's in that conversation. And um, you know, if if you've been paying attention to um, Scott Wheeler's work at the Athletic, he's doing his midseason prospect rankings of the uh, NHL prospect pools. He's up to number nine, no Blackhawks yet. So that's uh, that's a positive sign. And whenever you look at you know prospect rankings and 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 at and everything like that, when analysts look at the Blackhawk system. Nazar is always one of the top guys. So even with missing most of, if not all of this year, he's still that, that exciting of a prospect and that uh, has that kind of potential. So yeah, it'd be great to see him, see him play. And he's definitely still, you know, uh, cemented as a, uh, as, as someone to look out for, for, you know, a a real, a, a rebuilding piece for sure. Yep. Definitely. By the way, I forgot to do this from the uh, outside of the show. My bad. The technical issues had me a little bit frazzled. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube, you smash that like button and subscribe to our YouTube page. Make sure if you're listening on the podcast, you subscribe or follow whatever your app uh, suggests and leave a a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And I like to say this at least once a week, uh, a four-star review on on a podcast review is uh, is basically a zero-star review. So just do, uh, let's just do five stars, please. We'd appreciate that very, very much. That's very helpful. Yeah. And got a question from Yaramir Yager here. Thanks for joining our chat all the way from the Czech Republic. Um, or Czechia, sorry. Uh, yes, this is the the uh, Sherpa Foco massive hoodie uh, from our friends at Foco. Um, this is, like Jay said, this is where I keep all my Green Ridge Farm meats uh, at my house. So it is uh, very cold in here. Uh, it's the uh, the home office closet uh but it is the uh it is it is the at-home studio for myself so needed this today thanks to our friends at foco looks toasty man it's dude it is it is great <laughs> uh, i i brought it home from the office and and uh put it on and walked out into the living room and my, and my wife was like what are you wearing and i was just like <laughs> i was like hey 
you're you're gonna you're gonna wear this in about a day or two and uh sure enough the next night she was like all bundled up in it and like yeah i I told you it is it is warm it is and it's great it's you you wear it around the house you're warm all the time it's perfect for the winter um i saw i even saw a similar product from foco uh wasn't a blackhawks one but a similar one uh people were wearing them in the stands at the uh eagles uh 49ers game smart i saw i I saw some (laughs) and i was like yep good move good move that's the place to do it. How long have you and your wife been married? We got married in September of 2017. So it'll oh. be, so yeah, four and a half okay. years now. You're approaching that part of your marriage where you don't have to try anymore in terms of like <laughs> dressing nicely. Like you can just walk around. Like today I walked down with the, uh, I had my t shirt tucked into my jeans because I hadn't put my sweatshirt on yet. And I said to my wife, I go, is this as unattractive as I get? And she said, it's close. The only thing worse is the Winnie the Pooh, Clark the Cub look, which is the t-shirt with nothing on underneath. Nice. That's the only thing nice. worse than that. So um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, you can you can start rocking the Foco comfortably now then. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We, we've been together since 2008. So ah, good. There you go. It's been a long time. Uh, good. Good. You've, you've done your work. You're able to look comfy now. <laughs> um, so the other day, Mario, I think it was during the Oilers game, we had this conversation as Connor McDavid was setting the Blackhawks on fire with a, a slow night for him, a goal and two assists. You came up with a very interesting topic that we thought about getting to at the end of the show, but I felt and we felt that it needed a little more uh, leg room, some more some time to stretch out the idea. So why don't you yeah. present your topic and uh, and we can discuss it on the other side here. Yeah, this was this was an idea or, or just a thought I was having while I was shoveling my driveway uh, over the weekend, and um, and I was thinking about you know watching the Oilers and, and McDavid decimate the Blackhawks, and I got to thinking like if you put McDavid on this Blackhawks team in in this Blackhawks uh, environment right now, like how beneficial would that be? And we kind of hinted on a little bit of this kind of aspect yesterday with uh, Shana Goldman, where she talked about, you know, Connor Bedard um, and putting him on a team that has nothing around him. You know, he, he's not going to produce as, as much as maybe you'd expect, but it got me thinking about, you know, McDavid and where the Blackhawks are right now in their rebuild. And I, I just in conversing with myself, I was just like, would I give up the next three years of first round draft picks that the Blackhawks have any, any picks that they have or have yet to acquire. They all go towards acquiring Connor McDavid. Would I give up all of those picks to pluck McDavid uh, from Edmonton and put him into the Blackhawks now uh, with, you know, his remaining uh, contract and everything and, and, and leaving the Blackhawks system, you know, as it is right now, like you don't have to, you don't have to give up last year's picks or anything like that. But the remaining three years of first round picks, whatever they end up being for Connor McDavid right now. So that is five first round picks as of today, as of today. (laughs) And if they trade Patrick Kane and get a first round pick, whoop goes to Edmonton. If they get a future first for whatever reason, however, whoop Edmonton. Oh, but it's all all for getting McDavid. So it could be, it could ultimately end up being more than five. Maybe. But maybe maybe you're not trying to get first round picks once you get Connor McDavid, you know. So oh, that's interesting because see that to me changes things because if you're going to trade Patrick Kane, there's kind of no point in bringing McDavid in, right? So as it is now, the two first this year, the two first next year, and the first in 2025. Yes, 2025. Yeah. I would consider that. Um, it's tough though because you could very well be getting Connor Bedard this year. However, but if, you get Connor McDavid now, if you, right? If you trade for McDavid now, you're probably very quickly going to be out of the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Cause you'll start winning some games just to recap for folks. If you've lost track of Connor McDavid uh, this year in 50 games, 41 goals, 51 assists. That's 92 points. He's 26 years old. He's played eight seasons in the NHL. 280 goals, 509 assists at 789 points in 537 games. At 26 years old, he is 188th all-time scoring already. He is ahead of Alexei Yashin, Pavel Bure, David Krejci, Todd Bertuzzi. Jonathan Taze, for reference, is less than 100 points ahead 
of Connor McDavid. At this point, Patrick Kane has 1,214 points for the record. Um, that's how good McDavid is. And I believe when it's all said and done, he will be the greatest player to ever play in the game. I believe that. Does that include Gretzky's point total or no? Uh, or is that just hyperbole? No, not I, hyperbole, I, I, but I, just I, saying like McDavid to his generation. I think the conversation could be had that McDavid passes Gretzky. Maybe more so in goals than total points. Because it's just the eras where every game was like 7-6. You know? Sure. Um, yeah. So the assist might be tough. But I think... I think at the end, the conver- let's just put it this way. When he retires, he will be in the conversation for greatest of all time. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Um, as far as this actual question goes, like if you said a general statement, would you give up three first round draft picks for Connor McDavid? And yeah, of course. But for this timeline and this Blackhawks team, as much as I love Connor McDavid and as fantastic as I can't do it because he doesn't move the needle very much. You, you, you basically take Connor McDavid and put him on a worse team than the Oilers. What does that do for you? And then you lose all those draft picks that you could have used to get guys to play with Connor McDavid. So you don't make your team that much better. You don't win a Stanley Cup with this roster plus Connor McDavid because he can't win a Stanley Cup with the roster that he has in Edmonton, which is leaps and bounds better than what the Blackhawks have right now. There's no Leon Dreisaitl here. There's no Evander Kane. There's no Darnell Nurse. Like we 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 say that like yeah they they failed to do things for him in Edmonton, but that it's a better roster than it is here in Chicago. So by the time you actually get players around him, he's going to bolt free agency, maybe. So, like, to me, on this current Blackhawks timeline, I can't do it because it's just you're not ready for a guy like that. You don't have enough around him to make it worthwhile. Now, three, four years from now, when hopefully we've got some of these first-round picks, maybe Connor Bedard, Adam Fentilli, whatever, Frank Nazar, Kevin Korchinski, and we're starting to, like, become a real thing, Pay him whatever the hell he wants in free agency to bring him in here, but I can't give up those assets right now because it just it turns back the clock on the rebuild and it basically makes all what you did the last year like worthless. It's it's a it's a he who shall not be named type of move. Yeah, yeah we're rebuilding. Psych, here's Connor McDavid, and we're still gonna <laughs> miss the playoffs. Yeah, that's I mean it's that's that's hard to argue against. I don't know. In my in my head, I I think about how good he is and i think about where the where the prospect system is right now and guys that could come up in the next while he's still under contract and what the blackhawks could could potentially do in in free agency and 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 trades and other things like that uh over the next two three years salary cap is supposed to go up if taze and kane are off your books and you replace it with McDavid's money, you're still coming out with more money to work with. Like, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I would love to just say, uh, stick to the rebuild plan, but man, a, a, a Blackhawks number 97 flying up and down the, the United center ice. Oh, that would be a lot of fun. That'd be a lot of fun to watch. Oh, selfishly, as someone who gets to be at the United Center for all the games, I would love to watch Connor McDavid <laughs> every night. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. But it just, I, it just doesn't make a lot of sense at this point in time. Yeah, it's t- it's kind of hard for me to draw a map to like what's the, what does the roster look like? And your point's right, Greg. Like you're gonna we're gonna lose you know twenty one million off the books if if Kane and Taves just walk away, and you could probably bring in some free agents that way, but. Eh, it's it's almost it's tough to make it work. I'll just wait for McDavid 2.0 and Connor Bedard. Uh, by the way, Spirit of 76 says, uh, no way Lemieux, the great one. Uh, they all did more for their franchises than McDavid did. Uh, I mean, they won cups, right? Like that's, of course, of co- like until he wins a cup, maybe you can't have that conversation. But just want to remind everybody, in 37 playoff games in his career, Connor McDavid has 55 points, 21 goals, and 34 assists. Yesterday, uh, Jay Fresh published this thing from last year's playoffs. 
five versus five playoff microstats per game ranks among forwards in the playoffs that played a minimum of four games. First in points, first in scoring chances, first in scoring chance assists, first in scoring chance contributions, first in passes, first in primary shot assists, first in primary shot contributions, first in high danger passes, first in in zone shot assists, first in shots off the rush, first in shots assists off the rush, first in zone entries. It goes on and on and on that Connor McDavid is the best player in the world. And it's by no small stretch. Like he, and yet, and yet John do Scott doesn't want him, him on his playoff team. Oh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, 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 I think John Scott is a good and a smart dude. And when I say that, I think he knows what generates a reaction. And I think that he could be going for some reaction here. Um, yeah. So there's no way anyone in the world looks at Conor McDavid and says, I don't want that guy on my playoff team. What are you talking about? Yeah. Do and, you remember the series the, in the bubble where the only time Edmonton looked alive was when he was on the ice? Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. I mean, just watch that game from the other night. Every time he was on the ice, I thought the Oilers were going to score. Yes. Yeah. Everyone they almost did. did every time he was on the ice. <laughs> yeah. And they get they get back to the spirit of 76 comments about Lemuel and the great one. Yeah, they, they've got the championship rings. They've got the glory. They've got the records. And they're, they're definitely forever on the Mount Rushmore of NHL players. But let's look at the guys that they had on their teams. You know, Gretzky had – Hall of Famers all around him. You could argue that Gretzky made them Hall of Famers by being there, but he had Mark Messier. He had Glenn Anderson. He had Paul Coffey. Mario Lemieux had Paul Coffey, too. He had a very young Mario Lemieux. Ron Francis. Like, they had supporting cast that made them even greater. Yes, he remembers (laughs) playing uh, with Mario Lemieux. And, like, they had supporting cast. Connor McDavid has pretty much had to do it himself. Yeah. He's pretty much had to say, get on my back. I'm going to take you as far as I can. Can one of you guys please do something, something. while I take a while I take a two-minute break? Yeah. And then I'll get back out there and try and do it all again. Yeah. So you got to look at the guys that were around Gretzky and and Lemieux. And when Gretzky was not surrounded by a team full of Hall of Famers. Those teams weren't as great as as they were in Edmonton. Those Kings teams he, he weren't as dominant. A, didn't win a cup outside of his time in Edmonton. So they, they're like, yes, superstars are an all-time generational talents. Everybody wants one, but they can't win championships on their own, especially in hockey. You've got to have four lines you can roll out there every night. Until you do, you're just a superstar that can't get it done. Well, I mean, look, Dan Marino has that hanging over his head forever. Yeah, but he never won a Super Bowl. Okay, but he was still like, when you look at everything, he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. But yeah, people yeah. look at it that way. And, and Spirit of 76 says, but when it counted, Lemieux and Gretzky were clutch. 55 points in 37 <laughs> playoff games. Dragged the Oilers to the Western Conference Final last year. Yes, yes. I mean, despite having Mike Smith. In goal. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, that, I mean, like, honestly, we're not taking Gretzky. I, I, I share it. My favorite stat, take away all of his goals. Uh, he scored more than anyone in the history of the game. Take them all away. Yeah. And he's still the game's leading scorer, all time leading scorer on assists alone. He's got more assists than anyone has points. That, like Gretzky is amazing. And that record may never be broken. Um, but I just think McDavid is in that conversation as, Maybe the second best player ever. Already, he's in that mm-hmm. conversation. Already at twenty six, he's already in that conversation. So the fact that in ten years or whatever, we could be having the "is he the best ever" conversation is not out of the realm of possibility by any means. Of course not. And you've got to compare eras. It's you know yeah. what I mean. It's a different game. It's it's just a, it's a different game now than it was then, and scoring is different now than it was then. So you know, sixty goals from Austin Matthews is maybe a lot more impressive than what was it? 72 for team Mussolini as a rookie with Winnipeg. I think it was 72, you know, yeah, but it, it was that era where goal scoring was not at the premium. It is now. And it's starting to come back around, right? We're starting to see the surge in scoring again. You got uh, yeah, Chris Kreider with 50 goals last year. Like no one ever imagined that would happen. Um, yeah. yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if what, you were, if you were to put McDavid and, and yes, he has dry saddle. We're not, not, can't forget that a guy who's been a league MVP before. Yep. Um, but he doesn't have, you know, a, a, a Norris caliber defenseman. 
he doesn't even like like Darnell Nurse is is Darnell Nurse is really good. Good. But that's who else? You know, he he needs the, that defensive group needs extra extra bodies that can be complementary to Darnell Nurse to help the team defense. What good goaltender has played in in Edmonton consistently? No one. So so when you look at hockey as completely a team one of the biggest if not the biggest team sport there is on the planet right now um like you need more of a, of a team around around those guys and and mcdavid and and Dreisaitl have put the oilers on their back for almost their entire careers together and they can only go so far like they need that they need that extra little little depth behind them to 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 push them forward so but i mean it's it's baffling to me that uh, that Edmonton and the many general managers that they've had in McDavid's career um, haven't haven't pushed more chips into like, hey, we know we got our big two up front. Let's let's fill in behind them and and make this whole thing go forward. I, yeah. uh, it's it's baffling to me. I I will be rooting for Connor McDavid in the postseason for the rest of his career until he wins a Stanley Cup and hopefully multiple Stanley Cups. Because I, the, the the chat the chatter of well he's never won a cup you know can go away because it's not it yes I I know that winning championships is what sports is all about but it, it shouldn't be a disqualification for you to be considered an all time great in a team sport if your teams never win um, and one more fun stat about Wayne Gretzky uh, that I always love I love the one about take away the goals but another good one when he retired from the league. He owned 22 NHL records. Today, he still owns 21 of those 22. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. Uh, and hey, my buddy Nick Shepkowski is in the chat. Uh, he says, why can't defensemen ever get mentioned in that same category as greatest all time? Does it always have to be about scoring? It's a great question. And, you know, you look at somebody like uh, Nicholas Lidstrom, Bobby Orr. Um, Bobby Orr flat out changed the game. You know, you could talk about all the goal scorers and Gordie Howe and Bobby Hull and and on and on and on. But Bob Yor was the dude who people were like, oh, this is these guys can they they're allowed to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, they're allowed to go beyond the circles and and and, and score goals. And, and Bobby Orr legitimately changed the game of hockey. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and I do think in fairness that Orr is in that conversation. But I'm trying to think of other defensemen that are even like mentioned in the greatest of all time conversation. And he's really the only one, you know, like that's. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think Lidstrom has a, has a, has a case too, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, there are, there are, yeah, th th there are people in Boston who will tell you Bobby Orr is the greatest hockey player to ever play, but they're, uh, they have like, an argument. They, they do have an yeah. argument based on the position and everything, you know? Yeah, I mean there there are there are guys you could throw in there to say, you know, when you when you just you gotta factor in, you know, their position, their importance to the teams, but you could throw guys in there like they're like Ray Bork is a guy you can add to that conversation. Paul Coffey is a guy you can add to that conversation. He was the Bobby Orr of his generation. You know, he was faster than any defenseman, great scoring defenseman. Um, don't you know, if you blinked, you missed his time here in Chicago at the end of his career, but he was definitely part of that conversation. And then I think a guy that's criminally underrated on a team full of criminally underrated guys is Dennis Potvin of the Islanders. Yeah. That team won four straight Stanley Cups, and you never hear about Dennis Potvin. You never hear about Mike Bossy, uh, Brian Trottier as being all-time greats. You know, if Mike Bossy played in, in an era where – you had actual medical, you know, the medical advancements you have today, he would have played another 10 years and he'd be right up there with Gretzky as far as the goal records. He'd be one of the top five of all time. That team won four freaking Stanley Cups in a row and you rarely ever hear about them as being in the conversation when we talk about the all-time greats. That's one of my, I guess I don't have any control over, but that era of the Islanders, the the Potvin, the Mike Bossy, I like just missed that. I never yeah. really got to see those guys play. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those guys, when you talk to hockey players, those are two of the guys they always mention. You know, they have the ultimate respect of their opponent, which is truly, like, the, the greatest sign of a great player. Um, by the way, Paul Coffey, 
98-99, 10 games with the Hawks before he was like, F this. <laughs> Four assists yeah. and a minus six. Bum. <laughs> yep. And then he went, then they traded him to Carolina. And then wasn't he part of the was he part of the team that won that first Stanley Cup? Uh, in, o- so. in O2? I just closed the screen, of course. Yeah, no, I don't think he was around for that. I think, but they yeah, that's how the Blackhawks landed the great Nelson Emerson. Uh, from ah, the Paul yes. Coffee trade. He w- no, he left Carolina in 99-2000, so he just missed it. Played 18 games in Boston the last year. Mm. Who could forget? 18 unforgettable games. <laughs> All right, we're about to have some fun, so stick with us. But first, we want to tell you about our friends at, as I check the read log and make sure I'm doing the right one, Green Ridge Farm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. They're the makers of all natural deli meats, sausages, and their famous meat sticks, which are perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches, or sitting your fat ass on the couch and watching television, which is how I use the meat sticks. They're all natural, hardwood smoke for eight hours, 16 grams of protein per stick. They're awesome. They come in chicken, black forest beef, spicy chili, and fellas, I just found the jalapeno cheddar at the local pizzas. Oh my God, is that good? They are amazing. If you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing. They're delicious because they're made from recipes generations in the making. And being all natural, they deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative (laughs) at snack time or anytime. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco's, Sam's Clubs's, or in your (laughs) Chicagoland grocery store. Right now, order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com and include a pack of those meat sticks in your cart. Those meat sticks will be free simply by using the code CHGO at checkout. Again, any three meat products, add them to your cart at greenridgefarm.com, slap in a pack of those meat sticks, and the meat sticks will be free with the code CHGO. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. And we are brought to you by our friends at Chi-Town Custom Cornhole, the number one cornhole provider for the Chicagoland and Illinois area since 2007. Their signature box-style designs can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted to your liking. And the boards come with built-in drink holders, which you got to love, right there in the back of the boards. And, of course, the LED lights around the hole that light it up so you can see it at night as you play your cornhole late into the evening. And on the outside of the boards, they have the handles for easy carrying because these are master handcrafted uh, boxes that are sturdy not flimsy nothing like you're gonna buy at your uh at at the store or anything like that these are sturdy so you need those uh hair uh easy exterior carrying handles and of course the scorekeepers in the back as well right there by the drink holder so you can keep score uh without having to do any mental math which i always appreciate uh town custom cornhole is of course veteran owned and operated and they can ship anywhere and also offer local pickups. They specialize in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event. They make great wedding gifts, uh, gifts for great gifts for all occasions, birthdays, anything like that, especially for the tailgaters and backyard barbecuers in your life. So go check them out at chitowncornhole.com and make sure to follow them on Instagram at Chitown Custom Cornhole Boards, where you can see all of their great work and designs. All right, so here's what we're going to do. With the All-Star game approaching, uh, we've got the the All-Stars that have been picked, Metropolitan, Atlantic, Central, and, of course, the Pacific. We're going to choose from those rosters, and we're going to build our team. Two forwards, a defenseman, a goalie, and an extra skater that catches. And this was Greg's idea. The extra skater is someone who was snubbed from the All-Star game, which I absolutely love. That's a lot of fun. So we're going to do that. But first, to make sure it's legit and we get the draft order correct... Law is going to spin the wheel. This is not me. Oh, look at that. Damn, I know he could do that on kickerwheel.com. <laughs> so we're going to spin the wheel so we know it's legit. We're going to get our draft order right here. And I think once you spin it and it lands, you just hit the X to eliminate the winner. Oh. Uh, for, so this oh. is for the first pick. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. Mario gets the first pick. <laughs> oh, I love the music. That's adorable. <laughs> All right. Second pick here. Getting dizzy. Oh, ah, damn. All oh, right. All right. Oh, okay. man. I'll take that's the snake. Being in the middle of a three-person draft, that's the worst spot. <laughs> that's all right. I'll take the snake. I'm happy to do it. Now, do we? are we going to go? We're just going to pick an order of how we want it, right? I think here's 
just a set of rule. We can't pick the extra guy. Like the extra guy will be last round. Extra guy is last. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Extra guy is last round. Yeah. All right. But otherwise, you can pick in any order you want. It's it's two forwards, a defenseman, and a goalie. Yep. Yeah. For the three-on-three format. By the way, very interesting that only one, two, three, four, five defensemen are all stars this year, and the Atlantic Division does not feature a defenseman. Screw it. <laughs> so, I mean, who cares? It's three on three. Yeah, it's three on three. It doesn't matter. But it doesn't it's matter. not like the defensemen play much defense in this day anyway. <laughs> you so. couldn't find one defenseman in the Atlantic Division? Well, maybe that would be my extra guy. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, Mario, start us off, and I'll just cross Connor McDavid off. <laughs> yeah, Darlene couldn't, couldn't have been an all-star. Anyways, uh, yeah, Connor McDavid, easily uh, the number one pick here. Um you could just give me the championship now. I hate it. I already lost. <laughs> <sighs> Brutal. Right. I like I like to watch the uh, the photoshopping in real time. This amazes me. Yeah, this is fun. I it's like, like this. I, it would take me seven hours to do what what Lawrence just did in twelve seconds. <laughs> Even with the lowercase c. That oh, is, and see, the lowercase c. Is, you know, you got to do what you got to do here. Expert that. stuff. That is top notch. This is why you get paid the top bucks, Lawrence. Ah, <laughs> uh, the top bucks. That's yes, right. definitely the top bucks. Yep. All right, Greg. Go ahead and take Greg, who I wanted right. next. Uh, all right. Now uh, the draft's I, wide, wide open. Yeah. Well, it's three on three, so I'm going to take uh, Connor McDavid, but on defense, Kale McCarr. Give me some Kale McCarr uh, on a three on three format. That guy is going to dominate the ice. All right. Happy to have back to back picks here because I'm going to need them. I'm going to take uh, for my first forward. I'm going to take Nathan McKinnon because mm-hmm. uh, speed kills, and he's got a lot of it. Sure does. Um, and I'll wait until he's in the on the board. Just for, for <laughs> more second. By the way, we will publish this uh, draft board on our Twitter at chgo underscore Blackhawks, and you guys can vote on who the winner is uh, when the show's over. And my second pick, because it, things are so thin at defense, and because it's an All Star game. Now I wouldn't do this under normal circumstances. If I'm trying to win the cup, this is not my pick. But I'm trying he's to picking, win fifteen to fourteen. He's picking Seth Jones. I'm taking Eric Carlson. Ah, yeah, Eric Carlson <laughs> is my defenseman. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. There's there's only so many left. <laughs> We're picking sixty percent of the defense. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg, you're up. All righty, I am gonna go with even though he's injured, he's an All Star, and this is fake. So he's he's gonna play in our All Star game. I'm going with Austin Matthews. All right. Wait a minute. He's not in the All Star game. He was not, he was named an All Star. He's injured, right? He, he was replaced because he's injured. Mm. But he's an All Star. Shenanigans. But he's Uh-oh. not. But he's not going to be. He's not playing in the All Star game, though. We need Lawrence to weigh in here. Lawrence has to be our our Judge Judy and executioner. Ah, uh, golly gee, Willikers! <laughs> I don't know what to say. Because if I knew Austin right, Matthews then... was on the board, Austin Matthews would have been my pick. All right, then screw it. He's off. He's dead. He's dead. To <laughs> he us. died. R.I.P. Austin Matthews. Hey, no, I've, I've, I've been I've been overruled. Majority rules. This is how it works. Okay. It's not to say Fair that your, your extra player can't be Austin Matthews. No, he's 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 ineligible because he's his leg fell off. So all right, it's no okay. Uh, we have a strict no leg. It's all right. We must have two legs rule. I, okay. And then give me give me David Pasternak instead. Is he is he eligible? Is, is he alive? He's alive. Currently, uh, I believe alive. so. Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right, then I'll take David Pasternak. <laughs> I believe he is alive. <laughs> All right, uh, so I got the double pick here. Then uh, let's see. I'll let uh, I'll let Lawrence catch up. But I, I'm gonna. I'm there's there's no shortage of forwards. That's that, yeah. that's clear. But there is definitely a shortage of defensemen and goaltenders. And while I have the the, the third straw to pick in uh, the defensive market, but uh, I'm gonna go with with Adam Fox. Uh, apologies to uh, our favorite all-star Seth Jones, uh, but I'm going to go with Adam Fox from the New York Rangers. Um, look, I mean, I know Josh Morrissey has had a had an up up year in his offensive production, but uh, I'm I'm going to go with Fox here and on on this one. And uh, to to compliment him, I'm going to go uh, with a goaltender in my next pick. And 
our goaltenders are not great. <laughs> There's not uh, not too many really good goaltenders in this in this group. But uh, I'm going to go into the. Uh, I'm going to stay with the Rangers. I'm going to go with Igor Shosturkin. You'll be okay. Uh, so Adam You'll Fox live. and and Shosturkin, they can uh, they can they can they can hold down the back end there while McDavid and player to be named uh, score fifteen thousand goals. <laughs> All right, I like that. All righty. Well, since you mentioned that goaltenders are kind of meh, I'll wait to the back flip to get uh, get my guy so I don't lose out on Kirill Kaprizov up front. Nice pick. Damn it. That's pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> not Kaprizov, Makar coming at you. Oof. Doesn't matter who my goalie is right now. I could be out there. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Can't it's argue not bad. with that. Uh, all right. I'm going to go. I got my defenseman. I got my top forward. I'm trying to win this thing. So I'm going <laughs> to take another Avalanche player. I'm taking Miko Rantanen as my other forward. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, I like that. I like, you know, the chemistry. They know each other. They've won before. Uh, he is just tearing up the league, by the way. He is just awesome. Miko Rantanen, yeah. and then my goaltender. Big reason the Avalanche are still alive. Oh, definitely. And my goalie will be Connor Hellebuck. Solid pick. Yeah, I'm happy with my team. I'm actually pretty happy with my team, to be honest with you. I didn't Can think I would be. Spelling, obviously, is my issue. Yeah, yeah good luck with that one. I don't know how Put to spell Connor it H. Rantanen, uh, there he is. Okay. Ran double ten, K. It was, the double. it was actually the double K on the front side, so... Uh, I'm just, I'm just trying to copy and paste is what, what I'm going for here. <laughs> oh, that, not letting me. Okay. There oh. it is. There you go. Nice. Um, and then you have another to... another easy one for a goaltender. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, who did you say again? Connor Hellebuck. Hellebuck. Yeah. All right. I will get that in. There's a, there's a sneaky Y in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's Helly by Sick. Yeah. Right? Like, H-E-L-L-E. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about goalies <laughs> with, with extra letters that sneak in there that you don't, uh, <laughs> that you all, but I almost always forget to add when I'm writing his name, I will take Andre Vasilevsky of the Tampa Bay Lightning as my goalie with the extra I. And the extra Y. <laughs> Yeah, yes. The proper there spell. might not be an I in team, but there's two in Vasilevsky. <laughs> <laughs> nice all good right picks. now, now good, we're on good, good, yeah. good picks I, I mean, right. our wild card you could pick anybody who isn't an nhl all-star yeah. well i gotta i gotta finish my uh, i gotta finish my lineup here oh yeah oh, that's yeah, right you still got and i am man okay i i gotta think who who could go really well with mcdavid and it could be anybody literally it could be me um but Tage Thompson, mm. Mitch Marner. Oh. Marner's in. Marner's in. Tage is in. I too. mean, do do I do I put do I put the two guys that are are you know testing the the greatness of Gretzky together on the ice? I mean, I think I do. I think I do. You'd like to win, right? <laughs> I I really would like to win. So. Uh, Give me Sidney Crosby. Oh yeah, him. Yeah, you know, just just <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that guy. guy, just that guy. That dude. Uh, you know, ran, random all star, Sidney Crosby. Uh, yeah. So McDavid, Crosby, Fox, Shesterkin. I'm feeling feeling decent about myself, but with all this offensive prowess, uh, you need someone who's going to shut it down on the back end, and. We've been talking about it all year. If there's <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> if there's a badass that you need to shut down the other team with, and you need a good defensive stop, someone who's going to hit somebody, someone who's going to block shots, and someone who's going to make glaring eye contact with you in the media scrum, you go with Jake freaking McCabe. So give me Jake uh, McCabe Lord. as my snubbed all star. All right. <laughs> Hashtag vote McCabe. Yep. Didn't Absolutely. really work, but uh, 
It was fun while it lasted. That's for sure. It was fun. It was, valiant, it was a valiant effort. Yeah. All right, Greg. The wild card one is weird because there's so many guys to pick from that deserve it, but I'm also looking for like guys that would be great on a three on three ice surface. Yep. Yeah. The first and guy I would have picked is injured. Also, a reminder game. that Austin Matthews is dead, so you cannot pick him. <laughs> right. right. Yep. And based on that ruling, I can't pick Cole Caulfield either because he would be just a snipe machine on this uh, format. Yeah. But he's snipe hurt. Machine. So I will take another guy that we have seen snipe plenty of goals, and you don't want to give him extra space. And I think he's the perfect complement when Pasternak or Kaprizov needs a breather. So throw me some Alex DeBrinkit out there as my oh. extra skater. Greg's going for those Twitter votes. <laughs> I'm also going to try and score 53 goals. Yes. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Well, I'm going to use a similar uh, approach to Greg and a similar mindset. And this is actually, as you were talking about it, this is what I thought you were going to take. I think playing with uh, some all-stars, playing with some guys that can put the puck in the net and actually complete the passes he makes uh, will reinvigorate good old number 88, I'm going to take Patrick Kane <laughs> as my extra skater uh, because you want to talk about a format that works for him. And he would look across the ice and say, talent. <laughs> and his eyes would just light up and we would see uh, an offensive performance like never before. So give me 88 Patrick Kane as Mr. Irrelevant in our all-star draft. How about that? Hey, now that was a name I could spell. Thank <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Didn't have to do any upper and lower case either. Beautiful. It's a yeah, beautiful perfect. thing. Adam yeah. Fox was easy. Yes, Adam <laughs> Fox was also easy. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Even Sidney Crosby throws you off with the S I D anyway. Correct. You know, Correct. So mm -hmm. you never mm -hmm. know. You never I, know. I was just on the the rosters page and just trying to like copy paste so I didn't have to spell anything. So yeah. that worked. Yeah. As I was writing down my uh I have like a depth chart written down. Uh I'm like, well, these are all very long. And I kind of just shorthanded them because <laughs> I didn't <laughs> want to try to write them correctly. I know who this is. <laughs> Yeah, my chicken scratch. Great, so. great question from our friend uh, in the chat, Nick Parts. Uh, if you could have put two goalies on the ice <laughs> at the same time, I didn't think about that. That would have been that would have been an interesting, uh, <laughs> interesting strategy. Yeah, uh, a couple of people chiming in too. Leon Drysaddle doesn't get drafted. Yep, he was Sorry. there. He was. It was close. He it was between him and Rantanen for me. Mm -hmm. when he was there but uh i don't know i really like i, I i'm finding myself liking the avalanche which is kind of weird um i mean well, it helps uh, when the paychecks come from denver it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't hurt that's true uh I'm, but I, one of my favorite players ever is peter forsberg so i've always kind of watched yeah. and rooted for the avalanche back in the day yeah those so, late 90s early 2000 yeah. abs teams were my playoff team you know because it was like okay there's no blackhawks playoff hockey what team can i root for and yeah those Sackick Forsberg teams were 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 badass, and, who and hates the Red they hated the, the Red Wings, <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. So the the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yes. Mm -hmm. Looking back on that though, uh, I don't know if you watched the documentary with McSorley and Claude Lemieux that came out last year. Like Detroit was kind of the victim in that whole thing. Like they are kind of the team that's a little bit more likable when you look back on it. Um, <laughs> I mean, still screw them forever, you know, <laughs> like fine. But I'm just saying, like, Claude Lemieux is the real pudwack of the pile of pudwacks in that whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. But I loved him at that at that time. Like, you know, 18-year-old me, however old, old I was back then, that was my guy. I was like, man, he's he's take he's eliminating Red Wings personally, man. This is my guy. But, yes, he is <laughs> a agree. complete pudwack. Yeah. I always like Jossie Lemieux better. The greatest of all of the mules. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah Joss. Love Joss. Yeah. Uh, you'll hear reminded me of it. I'm going to see it. Maybe I, I'm going to vote that Greg knows who this is. Carl Racky. Does Carl Racky ring a bell? Carl Racky was the villain in Youngblood. Right. <laughs> That's the guy who Claude Lemieux reminds me of and has always reminded me of was Carl Racky from Youngblood. Um, also showed my daughter. She's really into Parks and Rec. So I showed her uh, a video of young Rob Lowe, uh, and I never. Eighty-six, Rob Lowe. Yeah, she turned as red as the Hawks jersey. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, what's going on? She's like, nothing. I'm like, oh, you think he's cute? Huh? She's like, no. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. 
Yeah, but, before uh, his skin turned all plasticky. By the way, that's a good. That movie is great for uh, cameos by Blackhawks. I know that Steve Thomas is in that. Um, there's a couple other NHL players in that. There's a moment in the movie where they knock on Steve Thomas's cup, which is a reference to uh, well, you our know, ad tomorrow. There's rumors about Steve Thomas. Mm. Tripod. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, him, 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 and him and Brent Sopel are both members of the same club. <laughs> The one I can't join. Yes. Uh, yeah. So there's a little, when you see his cup get knocked, just know that's an acknowledgement from his castmates. Good job. Good job, Stumpy. <laughs> <laughs> which was his actual nickname, which is like Little John in in Robin Hood. He was really Hood. little. Yeah. He's not really Stumpy. You get the idea. Um, that movie, uh, that uh, release anniversary was yesterday, was it not? Of what? Young Young Blood? Really? Young Blood? I thought I thought I saw that online that it was like the okay. thirty, whatever it would be, thirty six year anniversary or something like that. Nineteen eighty six. So that would be. Let's see. I'm looking at release date. I'm an imdb. It's not showing me the exact date. Mm. Um, but I think that kind of still holds up. That movie. I, I mean, obviously, it? it's there's a lot of feathered haircuts and uh, that sort of thing. But it's very very oh, dated movie. This yes. way, like, Eric Nestorenko is. Youngblood's father, who like teaches him how to fight and all this stuff. Uh, if you're a hockey fan, you'll like Youngblood. If you haven't seen it, it's a good movie. And look at Carl Racky, the villain. That is Claude Lemieux, for sure. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Re- release date January 30th, 1986. There you go. Happy birthday, so, Youngblood. Two days ago. Nice. Well, I'll have to pull it out of my DVD uh, box that I have somewhere. Packed the Betamax. Away. Yeah. Seriously, it's got to be streaming somewhere. I'll find it. Uh, I'm sure it is. Anyway, I want to remind everybody and you NBA fans out there that it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit you'll get a free bet back. I'm really looking at uh, um, um, uh, Charles Oakley and the Knicks <laughs> up against Clyde, Clyde Drexler and the, and the Portland team, Trailblazers. That throw out the record books, my friends, when those two basketball juggernauts get together. Download the app now and sign up with code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Sorry, Ohio. Yeah, sorry, man. Yeah. It's going to be void there until the Blue Jackets go on an eight-game winning streak, by the way. So (laughs) till then, you can't bet. All right. Hey, what's what's just as fun? Actually, more fun than betting on sports. It's going to sports and seeing the stuff and things live and in person yeah. from Seen a seat. Charles Oakley <laughs> from and seat Clyde purchased. <laughs> well, when you want to go see your favorite team, i.e. the Blackhawks in person, go check out Game Time. It is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, like the 50-yard line right at courtside? Maybe you want floor seats at a concert or sit right behind the penalty box so you can yell at guys after they've been caught cheating. Well, it's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you'd never buy, and you will never find a better deal on Blackhawks tickets this season. And just in case you find one of these other imitation sites, got maybe a ticket price a little lower than what you find on Game Time, shoot them an email, let them know, and they will match it. If you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the podcast description. If you're watching on YouTube right now, scroll down on your way down. Hit that giant thumbs up button for us, please. That would be awesome. And you'll see the link to buy your Blackhawks tickets. Or no matter where you're listening, it will be right there in the podcast description. And you only have five home games left before the trade deadline, just in case there's a couple of players you want to see one last time in a Blackhawks uniform, hmm. maybe. 
Man, Use Game Time and join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. We almost went a whole show without mentioning Taser Kane being traded. Almost. Well, you blew it, Mario. Great. <laughs> <laughs> no, Greg, Greg just said it. And the ratings just went up. Wow, look at that. <laughs> now we can put it in the title. <laughs> people seem to love that. Um, yeah, boy, those prices we were looking at on Game Time. It's like 13 bucks for that game on the second against Dallas, which would be the last home game before the deadline. Yeah. Come on. I mean, yeah, I know the Hawks aren't great, but 13 bucks, <laughs> Holy 13 bucks gets, bucks gets a butt in a seat. That's right. And speaking of that, remember Friday, February 10th, we might be sold out. So I might be wasting my breath. As of yesterday, we had three tickets left, but our takeover is February 10th. The first official CHGO Blackhawks takeover of the United Center next a week from Friday, Friday, February 10th, Hawks, Arizona. It's going to be a great time. You get a ticket to the game in the 300 level. You get a CHGO hockey shirt, a brand new design that has not been available until now. And two free beverages, beer or wine, at the Goose Island Brew Pub in the United Center. And most importantly, you get to hang out with Greg and Mario and me uh, for the entirety of the game. So, yeah, come on no. out. Get your tickets, go to allchgo.com to buy. And remember, if you are a CHGO diehard, you save 20% on our takeover, on all of our tailgates, on all of our merch at the CHGO locker. It really pays for itself with an event and a t-shirt purchase. So become a diehard today at allchgo.com. Fellas, any closing thoughts before we wrap things up today? Um. Oh, the so the February 10th game? The is our CHGO takeover. It is also the night uh, the Blackhawks will be celebrating uh, Black History Month at nice. the game, which uh, begins today. So that'll be uh, really cool to see how the team uh, does that, what they what they do to make it special. I'm sure there'll be a ton of stuff out in the atrium, uh, stuff throughout the game. So that'd be really cool to see. Uh, and today, February 1st, begins Black History Month. And also, is today is uh, National Girls and Women in Sports Day, uh, which I know is, is, an, is an awesome day. Uh, we work with a lot of uh, great women uh, in in the All City Network, uh, and we've you know worked with a lot uh, in in our lives, in our in our sports careers, and and know a lot of people who uh, are involved in sports. And I I'm sure Jay, you can attest to this too. And with my daughter, I'm I'm gonna try and you know get her into 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 her sports. But um, you know it's it's uh, it's definitely cool to to see uh, a lot of people uh, online today uh, making the uh, commemoration and, and, and the support and uh, making sure that, uh, you know, the sports world, which is very much a, a uh, male dominated space uh, is also equally open to uh, women to be uh, involved and to be hey, they, it's everyone loves sports. So it's a space for everybody. Uh, that reminds me, let me look something up here. In the meantime, I'll tell you, um, my daughter is a softball player and she, um, you know, she was having a hard time. She wasn't really getting better. We took her to an Athletes Unlimited game. And if you've never been to an Athletes Unlimited game, they happen in Rosemont. It is the great, you know, the the, the women that have moved on from college softball that don't have anywhere to go, like Kat Osterman and my daughter's hero, Courtney Gano, who played at uh, University of Washington forever. A few years ago, we went to a Bandits game before the Bandits went away. And Addie and I were watching batting practice. And Courtney Gano came up to Addie and just started chatting her up and said, hey, you know, do you do you play? What's your favorite position? All this stuff. She said, cool. After the game, I want you to meet me and the autograph line. I've got something for you. So, OK, whatever. Maybe she's going to give her a ball or something. So we head over every game. All the players line up and sign autographs. Courtney came out with her entire baseball bag, her backpack with her name on it, with the Bandits logo on it. Two bats, cleats, arm pads, elbow pads, shin pads, uh, T-shirt, hat, everything. And Addie and her have maintained a friendship uh, since then. And we go see her every time she's in town. We go to at least two or three Athletes Unlimited games every summer just to awesome. see her and to see an awesome level of sports. Um, so if you've never checked out Athletes Unlimited softball, you're seeing the best players in the world um, at their best. So check it out. They come kind of late summer, like July, August, September, right there in Rosemont. And the other thing I want to mention uh, Chicago North Stars women ho women's hockey is going to have their Winter Classic Pride Night. It's a fundraiser to help send their stars to the USA Hockey Nationals. It's February 25th at 2 p.m. at the Rosemont Outdoor Rink at Parkway Bank. 
Entertainment District, the North Stars versus the Redliners. You can go to their Instagram, Chicago North Stars Hockey, and you'll be able to find more information there. I'm going to try to make that game if I can, uh, but it should be an awesome time and an awesome venue. Go see nice. some terrific local women's hockey, uh, and maybe we'll throw on a player from there or something to help them promote that event because it's a good one, and it, uh, it deserves our attention. So, yeah, shout out to Absolutely. women, man. <laughs> yeah for sure i'm a fan yeah me too <laughs> I've been you guys a- you guys covered it well i'm not i'm not ignoring the topics you guys said anything you said anything i would add to it is just repeating you guys so kudos to all of that yeah and in that spirit make sure you're following uh, shana goldman who was our guest yesterday and emily kaplan who was our guest on monday um awesome awesome writers regardless of gender they're just great at what they do, and we're happy to put them on and uh, make sure you're following them and all the great women who cover and play in this uh, great nation of ours. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to wrap things up. We're back tomorrow at 11, 11 a.m. start tomorrow, bright and early. We'll be scraping the sand out of our eyes. Uh, oh, there's Greg's tattoo. Oh, How's it tattoo looking? Update, it, it, yeah. It's it's uh, it, it, That's the bandage. There's a little excess ink yeah but uh it's not you know these new bandages they use are, are very good so it's it's not too sore not too shabby um so it's it, it's another week or two will be everything will be healed up awesome nice and if you nice. missed it by the way we published a time lapse of greg getting the tattoo during yesterday's show so go check that out on our social media and at our youtube page chgo sports all right, i want to remind everybody we're presented by DraftKings sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. For Greg and Mario and Lawrence, I'm Jay. This has been the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.